This ESPN podcast is brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com. The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Doctor? 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 You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. Good morning, everyone. I'm Steve Cashel, radio host of the Chicago Bulls. Welcome to Sports Medicine Weekly here on ESPN 1000. Sports Medicine Weekly being presented in part by AlignMed, by Source, by Athletico Physical Therapy, by ATI Physical Therapy, by Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, by Don Joy Orthopedics, by Karen Malkin Health Consulting, by Integrated Orthopedics, and by MedWest. I'll soon be joined by my co-host, Dr. Brian Cole, the head team physician for the Chicago Bulls, co-head team physician of the Chicago White Sox, and sports medicine specialist from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Back to get it going right after this on ESPN Radio. I've been having knee pain for quite some time and did what probably a lot of people do. I just ignored it and hoped it would go away. After a month, I couldn't take the pain anymore. I went to my family orthopedic. He told me that I needed physical therapy. When I received my prescription for therapy, the first thing I did was search PT companies online. I came across ATI Physical Therapy. It's close to home, has some great reviews, and when I called, they verified my insurance and scheduled me right away. No wait, everything was so easy, and the staff was great. And the staff was great. They kept my doctor informed of my progress along the way. Honestly, I looked forward to going to my appointments. ATI made me feel like my recovery was their most important priority. I'd recommend them to anyone needing physical therapy. The experience was something I'll never forget. To learn more about what it's like to be a patient at ATI Physical Therapy, visit ATIPT.com and start your journey to get back to your best today. ATIPT. Reading the way in cellular and tissue therapies, Ellisource helps surgeons get their patients back in the game of life. Life-saving and life-enhancing allografts play a critical role in bone and soft tissue repair, helping to restore function and movement. To learn more about Ellisource or allografts, please visit ellisource.org. The best athletes in the world and their medical teams have been trusting Don Joy products for over 30 years. With a goal to protect and return confidence in sport post-injury, Don Joy is the trusted leader to get and keep athletes in action. Whether it's football, basketball, soccer, volleyball, or even the official medical supplier to the U.S. ski team, always trust the global leader in sports medicine. Trust Don Joy, a product of djoglobal.com. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. And we're back on Sports Medicine Weekly, Chicago's premier sports medicine program, coming your way each and every Saturday from 8.30 a.m. till 9, only on ESPN 1000. Our producer and board operator, George Katsarillos, our coordinating producer, Teresa Ann Seeger. I'm Steve Cashel, and subbing this week for... Dr. Brian Cole is Dr. Chuck Bush-Joseph, our head team physician for the Chicago White Sox and orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Dr. Chuck, thanks so much for being with us uh, on this Saturday morning. Have you ever run a marathon? You know, Steve, honestly, I haven't. Uh, I wish I could, but I didn't. But uh, <laughs> a few 5Ks and a couple of 10Ks is about the limit of my experience. All right, that's fair enough. Now, have you ever covered a marathon on the medical side? You know, being a sports medicine orthopedic surgeon for 30 years, I've covered several of them. And, uh, you know, it's amazing the, the limits that people can put themselves through to get and complete such a task like this. And, you know, now we're in that post-marathon 
weeks, you know, where where people are recovering. And uh, this is the time where you see start to see lots of these injuries start to come to the fore. And, and many of the runners are actually seeking, seeking treatment or they're coming off that high that they had to, to complete that, ser- you know, that really incredible task. Yeah, let's, uh, we want to talk about Chicago Marathon uh, last week here. And they had a beautiful day. I mean, does that idea of running conditions when it get up, gets up to, you know, 75 or so, or is it better in the 50s, you think? No, it's really, it's better in the 50s. It's is better, it? it's better with a little overcast. You know, we're talking about heat transfer for, you know, for the runners and, and water loss. And so, yeah, it was a beautiful day for the spectators. It was a beautiful day, beautiful day for the media. I think the runners would have preferred a little bit cloudier and a little bit cooler. Okay, well, I want to talk a little bit about the um, the uh, marathon recovery plan of action. And uh, besides yourself being an, an expert, uh, Dr. Chuck, on the medical side, let's bring in uh, Chris Martin. He is a physical therapist with Athletico. Athletico does uh, such an outstanding job, and uh, he's located at the Bucktown, Chicago uh, franchise. And, um, uh, Chris, thanks so much for, for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. So my big question is, um, so someone comes off a marathon uh, when can a runner who, who runs that marathon kind of get back to running? Do, do, does anyone run the next day, or do you suggest, you know, what's your what's your suggested plan of attack? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, you know, after the marathon, really the recovery begins once you cross the finish line. So I always tell people, you know, take that week off, two weeks off after the marathon. Let your body recover the way that it needs to. It was just a huge load on your entire body. So give it the time to replenish, get the nutrients you need, and then normally after two weeks of a break, you can go back to the training, so back to running, but at a much slower pace than what you're doing before the marathon. Chris, what would you advise your some of your patients? How much? If, I, if I'm normally a three- to five-mile runner, you know, four to five times a week, how, how much should I start running? That, that's the question, you know, our, our, our listeners always have. How much? How much? How much? And they, many of them, they want a recipe, but sometimes you can't give that. What, what, what guidelines would you give them? I normally say after the marathon, what you can do is when you have taken the two weeks rest, then you can do a reverse taper. So that looks like what you did the week before the marathon, you're going to repeat that, that sequence of runs. So that might look like doing a two-mile run, four-mile run, two-mile run, and then a six-mile run. So no more than like 15 to 20 miles in that first week after the marathon that you're starting to run again, and then slowly build back up, kind of reversing the plan that you did to get to the marathon. Chris, what are some of the uh, physiological systems that are most affected uh, after a marathon? The marathon is a huge toll on the human body, so all systems are affected. But I think what we notice most as runners and then as physical therapists are the musculoskeletal system, the GI system, and then the integumentary system. So we're talking after the marathon, you're going to have sore muscles. You might have some issues going on as far as um, problems with the bones. It could be stress reactions, stress fractures, and then the tissue breakdown that occurs. So your muscles are sore. You can have this experienced um, muscle soreness or the, the DOMS, the late onset muscle soreness. So making sure that you're taking care of your body, getting the protein that you need to help your body regrow and uh, replenish your muscles. And then the GI system, I think, is a big thing that when you're running, you're taking in all of these sugars and you're depleting your nutrient source. So afterwards, it's, again, very important to make sure you get your body back to its homeostatic balance. So making sure you're eating correctly, getting the rest that you need. And then for the integumentary, just tending to any blisters or rashes that occur or skin breakdown. 
from the extensive um, feat that you just accomplished of the 26.2 miles. Chris Martin, our guest, physical therapist from Athletico. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Chuck Bush-Joseph from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, subbing for Dr. Brian Cole this week at Sports Medicine Weekly. Dr. Chuck, uh, was your um, facility at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush busy this week? Did you see any any marathoners come in, and, and what kind of injury do you see following marathons? You know, this year was a little bit better than in years past. Uh, um, we have seen many, several of our physicians at MOR were covering the uh, uh, the marathon, and, and luckily uh, we, there was only one major cardiac event that actually the patient actually survived, thank God. Um, I've already seen several where they come in with, I hate to say it, they, they ran through the stop sign. You know, they, they end up with a stress fracture or, or a severe case of patellar tendinitis or IT band syndrome. And now they're, they're really in, a, in, a, uh, in an injury phase as opposed to just a pure recovery phase. So what's the stop sign? Well, the stop signs in, in typical, when we say patients or, or runners are training for a marathon, they've got to run with a clean, a clean stride. And so if they can get through their run with a clean stride without breakdown, their head starts moving or hip rotation changes, then we say, yeah, keep going. But, you know, when they're in that, we're in that phase, you know, I'm in mile 20 and my hip is killing me or my, my, lateral, my IT band is killing me, I'm going to run through it. This is the marathon. You know, this is like the finals. Right. You, don't, you don't sort of bail. And so, so they do run through that and will give themselves significant overuse injuries or stress fractures. I, I had a patient about 10 years ago from the Chicago Marathon who had a complete stress fracture of her patella. Patella cracked and displaced. She finished the marathon. Really? Happened about mile eighteen. She was on such an adrenaline high. She was able to complete it. We had to operate on her the day afterwards. Is that right? And uh, we that's had a, strange, isn't it? It's it is, but it isn't. Unusual. We, I, no. I have another patient who, a similar event, had a stress fracture of his femur, his upper end of the femur, finished the marathon, and actually collapsed walking home. Had to be taken by ambulance to the hospital. Ended up getting a rod in the femur. So, uh, it's amazing what the human body can do, and certainly what the the, the CNS or the brain can suppress pain and suffering when it's critical moments. Wow. Chris, what do you see uh, at Athletico, and uh, what should people do when, uh, when they suffer an injury? We definitely do see an upswing after the marathon. We offer free injury screens. We have a lot of people coming in that are wondering, hey, is this normal? Am I just sore? Do I have something more going on? So we'll see an upswing in the tendonitis or patellofemoral pain that um, Dr. Bashosha was talking about. And we always advise, you know, if it's not going away within a week and you're taking your time off, we, it's better to get you in and treat you now than let it linger. So that's kind of our approach with it. Again, visiting with uh, Chris Barton, physical therapist from Athletic Club. I'm Steve Cash with Dr. Chuck Bush-Joseph from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and also the head team physician for the Chicago White Sox. And um, Dr. Chuck, then what's your recommendation when these people, you know, maybe it's not an injury. Do you see anyone, obviously, and Dr. Cole and I talk about this a lot, you guys don't always want to do surgery. In fact, you always try to tell people we're not going to do surgery. When you need to do surgery, though, um, what kind of recovery is it then? I mean, you're talking about these stress fractures and, uh, and you know, different uh, things that, that are not that, that happen in these marathons where these people really get seriously injured and hurt. I mean, is it a shock to their system? And, you know, they, they, as you said, they run through adrenaline, and then how long are they out for? You know, if they suffer a fracture in a fracture that requires surgery, those are four- to six-month affairs really? in terms of recovery because a, a stress fracture heals slower 
uh, if it displaces, then, then a traumatic fracture. Luckily, the overwhelming majority of patients who suffer stress fractures or serious overuse tendonitis problems don't require surgery and generally get better. And majority of time when we see them, if it's more serious, we do recommend to people like Chris at Athletico where they can guide them through a rehab program to get them back to their normal function. So I, I guess for the, you know, for our listeners, you know, you say that this is, you know, running a marathon is like having major surgery or it's a, a major car accident where you had a, a multi-system stress to the system and it takes a little while to come back. Certainly there's people, and I'm sure Chris has met them, that are just ultra. You know, they'll run three or five marathons a year because they've got a different set of genes than I ever hope to have. So. Right, right, exactly. And Chris, do you guys set people up at Athletico for, uh, you know, if they're thinking about running a marathon and when should they begin that preparation that's a great question. So most programs are 18 weeks long, so we're looking about just over four months out from the date of the marathon where you should start your formal training, and that looks at just a slow ramp up in your mileage per week, and there's always some weeks that you taper back. But most programs that you'll find online or just through research are about 18 weeks long, and in those, if we have patients that are interested in running, I do video gate analysis, so it's breaking down people's running form to look at hey, where are you weak, where are you tight, what can we change to make you more efficient and also hopefully prevent any injuries along the process because, again, it is a huge load on the body and we want to make sure that we're strong in the areas where you need to be strong and that you're able to protect yourself in the way that you need to to complete the task without being injured at all at the end. A lot involved, right? And Dr. Chuck, even footwear. I mean, isn't that important? I, I think footwear is probably the most important uh, right. aspect of running a marathon. And, and, you know, and as Chris was alluding to, matching the foot to the shoe to the running style is a critical element. And these are times where I really do think that runners need professional guidance and advice from their therapist or, or a proper orthotist or, or somebody that you can really trust that has knowledge on, on the types of shoes to match to the type of feet. If it's a mismatch, it's going to be a problem. And when do they go see someone at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush? I mean, when you know you're coming off a marathon, you're a couple weeks in, and you're going, "Boy, this isn't going away." Well, that, that's the that's the, the the nature of the patient we see. Certainly, if the patient doesn't have visible changes, you know, significant swelling or deformity, yeah, you give yourself time to settle down and let's see what's going to settle out. And I think what Chris said is true that after a, a week or two weeks, I still don't have full joint motion, or I've got persistent joint swelling. It's probably worth an evaluation. All righty. Good stuff. I really appreciate it. Uh, Chris, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, for those who uh, ran the marathon listening to us, congratulations. But uh, be careful of those injuries. And as we said, Athletico does uh, does an outstanding job thinking about your uh, marathon uh, recovery plan of action. And, of course, uh, Dr. Chuck at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Chris, take care of yourself. Yes, thank you for having me. All righty. Back with more of our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, right after this on ESPN Radio. Feeling tired, sluggish, and overweight? If you're looking to lose weight and gain energy, join us in Karen Mulkin's 14-Day Transformation Cleanse. You're going to absolutely love this Whole Foods cleanse. You'll feel great, lose weight, build lean muscle, improve sleep, boost metabolism, and enhance athletic performance. This VIP done-for-you cleanse comes with a 14-day transformation wellness bag containing MCT Lean Vegan Protein Blend, fat-burning MCT Lean MCT Oil, snacks, superfoods, recipes, guidelines, videos, and other surprises. You will absolutely love this program. Sign up at 14daytransformation.com. That's the numbers 14daytransformation.com or visit Karen's website at karenmalkin.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-M-A-L-K-I-N.com.
Correct alignment and good posture are keys to health and performance. AlignMed, a science and clinical test-based company, addresses this fundamental wellness need through its revolutionary line of products. Wearing AlignMed will dynamically train muscles and joints, strengthen and improve posture, performance, and prevent injury. Elite professional athletes, leading doctors, physical therapists, active adults, and everyday workers already enjoy the benefits. And all you have to do to feel and look better is wear AlignMed. That's why we say AlignMed. Get in. At Athletico Physical Therapy, we know there is freedom from pain and you can get back to doing the things you love. Whether it's running an 8K, playing a game of tag in the yard, or walking safely to your car, pain should not slow you down. With locations throughout eight states that offer complimentary injury screens, your choice to go with our team is the smart choice. Visit Athletico.com to request your complimentary injury screening and start feeling better with us today. Athletico, better for everybody. The best athletes in the world and their medical teams have been trusting Donjoy products for over 30 years. With a goal to protect and return confidence in sport post-injury, Donjoy is the trusted leader to get and keep athletes in action. Whether it's foot Football, basketball, soccer, volleyball, or even the official medical supplier to the U.S. ski team. Always trust the global leader in sports medicine. Trust Donjoy, a product of DJOGlobal.com. The Chicago Bulls, White Sox, and DePaul Blue Demons rely on Midwest Orthopedics at Rush for advanced orthopedic treatment. So can you. We are the team physicians for these Chicago teams, and we're ready to be on your healthcare team, too. Get expert care from these regional leaders at four Chicagoland locations. Learn more at RushOrtho.com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, your world-class team physicians. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Our show is Sports Medicine Weekly. Steve Cashel back with you on this Saturday morning along with Dr. Chuck Bush-Joseph, the head team physician for the Chicago White Sox, an orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Many thanks to Dr. Chuck filling in this week for Dr. Brian Cole, my usual co-host. So let's talk a little bit, uh, Dr. Chuck, about what you know best. I mean, you know an awful lot of things, but uh, specifically in sports medicine when it comes to um the athletes in Chicago as your role of the head team physician for the Chicago White Sox, uh, and a little bit about uh, postseason baseball. You guys, of course, won the World Series uh, with the White Sox in 2005. You also appeared in the playoffs uh, back in 2008. So what changes, Dr. Chuck, uh, when you hit that postseason, when you're in the baseball playoffs uh, from a medical team side? You know, the playoffs are exciting. And, and, you know, this time of year, generally baseball takes a little bit of a lull when the NFL and college football starts. And then as the playoff, uh, as the playoffs got ramped up and we're right in the mid, you know, the middle of the playoffs and they're going and we're, everybody's excited. Baseball comes back in charge. And, and I got to tell you, everything, the switch flips. So everybody's happy. Everybody's willing to do things from the, both the player side, management side, and even the medical side that we normally don't do during the regular season. So all of a sudden, those pitch count limits start to go away a little bit, and the egos of leaving a guy in till the fifth inning to get a to get a victory suddenly goes away because if he's not performing, we're going to pull him in the third. And medically, you know, guys are willing to go further. You know, we have some players that you know that have to be in optimal condition to perform, and others will perform with soreness or injury and problem. Everybody's going to go out and play no matter what, and they're going to ask more of the medical team to help them perform and play. And so thus, we'll be a little bit more aggressive in our care. Certainly, the medications, the treatments, or considering injections, things that we normally wouldn't do in the ordinary circumstance. Yeah, it's uh, like we said, all hands on deck. Uh, we were talking a little bit off air about uh, what changed in the playoffs. It's amazing. I mean, uh, 
you know, just just watching them here this year, um, and uh, of course the, the Cubs uh, being involved in the playoffs this year, uh, it was just every pitch is analyzed, every little everything. I mean, the fans are into the lineups and and um, you know righty against lefty, and it just everything's more scrutinized than the regular season. You know, I mean, every pitch, it's it's amazing. We're all fans, and now we're even more intense fans. I I I, I love sports. I love baseball, and I you know even though I'm the the, the White Sox doc for you know twelve fourteen years, I love watching the Cubs. You know, they've had a great season. They've had you know the playoffs were great. Everything has gone well, and to watch the high level of performance on both sides of both teams uh, is really exciting. And you can see that you know that, that players go further. You know, we, we have players we know that have sore shoulders that we say you cannot dive, you can't dive head first for a ball or, or dive into second base. They're going to dive, you know, because if they think it's that 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 third that microsecond that's going to get them to the base quicker or catch a ball that they wouldn't otherwise catch with a foot first slide, they're going to go for it. And this is the time of the year. All players recognize this opportunity doesn't come along very often. I know back in 2005 when the White Sox won the World Series, we ran through. We were 11-1 in the playoffs. We'll be here next year. We'll be here the year after. Just like the Bears. We thought we had three or four uh, Super Bowls, and it never came again. And so certainly when you're there, you're going to jump at it. Absolutely. Well, I want to take me back, though, for like this White Sox season now. Okay, Obviously not a postseason berth. So what happens when you guys kind of break for the season? And it was uh, back in, uh, you know, those first couple of days in October. Season's over. What do you tell the guys? Do they go through uh, a medical analysis at that point? Uh, is, are there MRIs? Um, obviously, you see every player. I know the Bulls do this. We talk with, about the, with Dr. Cole about he does it even on the plane, you know, during a playoff loss when the season's over. They'll be checking out guys and everything and uh, kind of getting a, a record on them, but uh, talk about baseball, Dr. Chuck, and, and how, when that White Sox season ends, what you guys do. You know, Steve, it's very similar. We do an exit physical on every player. And so we've gone with them. We'll sit down with each player individually, go through their problems, what we've done, what we've treated during the season, and what are the expectations we have in the offseason. We had several players this year that are having offseason surgery. Uh, you know, Micah Johnson, Adam Eaton, uh, Tyler Flowers, all of those things were. Problems that they dealt with during the season, we knew that we're going to come and, and require surgical intervention at the end of the season. So now we're in the follow-up care on these guys. They had their procedures. They all, uh, luckily, all went successful, and we're expecting good results. Even somebody like Chris Sale. Chris had a big year. He threw a lot of innings, and he had no spring training because of his broken foot. We tell Chris, don't pick up a ball. So he's not going to pick up a ball probably until mid-December Is that right? before he's going to start to play catch. And it'll probably be late December, early January before he's actually starting to throw off the mound. And so the expectation is we look at every player's got to have at least a month off where they're not throwing, and generally six to eight weeks. Uh, and then we start to slowly ramp them up so that by the time they arrive in that second, third week of February, they can get up on a mound and throw nothing more than a bullpen. You know, throwing a baseball is a very hard thing on the body, and it's very hard on the arm and the shoulder. And so it is a little bit like thoroughbreds. We have to sort of treat them very gingerly, uh, unless it's the playoffs. And then it's the playoffs, then you put the whip to them like any jockey would. So, Dr. Chuck Bush-Joseph joining us here, head team physician for the Chicago White Sox. I'm Steve Cashel at Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. That's interesting stuff. Now, what you tell Chris Sale to do, he can work out, he can swim, he can run, he can do anything. Just don't throw a baseball till mid-December. Yeah, this is the same thing, Steve, that you and I have talked about our younger athletes. And in the younger athletes, we actually like them a longer period of rest. We want to make sure they've got three months off of not throwing. Okay. So certainly in our major 
major leaguers and certainly in our pitchers, we're generally getting at least two months of rest out of them. Uh, and then generally we'll start to slowly ramp them up. But they, if from first day or first week of October until first of January, they're not throwing hard. They're throwing nothing more than just like catch and like toss. Okay. What about the non pitchers then? Uh, what, what do, you know, guys usually take a vacation right after the season? Do you see that? How many guys go right back into the weight room? Virtually all of them take between two to three weeks off. Okay. So we lots of our players, certainly, you know, those with major league contracts and established major leaguers, they're, they're doing things that you and I hope to do. They're taking cruises and going to tropical areas and having lots of fun. Some of the players, actually the younger players who are early in their major league career or marginal AAA major leaguers, they may be playing winter ball. They'll play fall ball in Arizona or, or winter ball in Mexico or Venezuela. So the, so the athlete who's sort of on the run, on the come or on the rise, he's got more baseball left this time of the year. Wow, and uh, at some point they have to shut it down, though. I mean, I mean, is it hard to just play baseball year round? You don't suggest it for twelve months for even a major leaguer, correct? Absolutely. You know, you need your body needs rest. You've got to cross train. Baseball is a lot like other things we've talked about. It's a marathon, and so you don't prepare for a marathon in the course of a couple of days. And and what we say, you get ready for the season, the prior off season, and so you you make. Uh, Herm Schneider use this. We use this term all the time. You have to make the de- deposits into your bank account, and you've got to make sure that bank account is flush by the first week of April. Because then you're going to be making withdrawals all season long, and you want to make sure you still got some uh, some coins in the tank uh, the, that last couple weeks of September. And obviously, you see a team like the Cubs that peaked at the right time and really had a great great finish and a great pro- playoff performance. You mentioned Herb Schneider, of course, uh, head team phys- head team trainer for the Chicago White Sox, and long time was. 30? He seems like plus 30 years or so. He's plus 30 years. He's the (laughs) senior most trainer in Major League Baseball. Is he really? Absolutely. That's amazing. That's great. And uh, do you work a little bit with with Herm then in the offseason? When will you guys communicate? And after, you know, you mentioned the guys that are having surgery, uh, how is that communicated down the line and what the next step is for those guys? You know, we're watching all these players. We're communicating. We're the, in most instances, we're doing the surgery, and then we let them go home to their local residence. And then we supervise them. Many of the players will actually go to Arizona where we maintain a, a, a training staff that will help rehabilitate these guys in the off offseason. Uh, and then there's lots of communications. Actually, for me, uh, we're just entering the hot stove leave, just just like just like our fans. Uh, you know, as soon as the season's ended, especially when you have a tough season like us of the Sox, I, you know, Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams are asking me to review medical records on prospects that we're thinking about, whether in trade or free agency. We'll bring people in. Uh, like I said, with the winter meetings coming up the first week in December, um, there's a lot of action going on. This is uh, this is just the start for the off season for all of us. Your season never ends. It, it ends for the players, but for nobody else, we'll say. <laughs> and what's a typical Dr. Chuck uh, workout uh, for these for these major league players? You know, so they take two weeks, three weeks of vacation. The pitchers don't throw to mid December, as you touched on. But uh, for for an Adam Eaton, you know, if he wasn't coming off surgery, a typical you know position player. Um, do you suggest they get in the cage? Do they start throwing again, or is it if whether you're a pitcher or a position player, do you really just you know not try to throw for a couple months? We again on the throwing side, we try to shut them down on throwing. On the hitters, it's a little bit different, Steve. Some guys, the hitters are just so religious about it. Like Paul Canerco, he had a cage at his home in his backyard. He always has to swing. After a couple minutes, he's got to swing. Other players, they don't want to pick up a bat. They don't want to pick up a bat until until mid late December. Really? So it varies from player to player. 
We all, every player leaves the complex with a prescribed workout program over six to eight weeks that Alan Thomas, the director of strength and conditioning, will prescribe for each individual player what his goals are and what the expectations are and their metrics in terms of their weight, their conditioning, their pulse, all those factors. Interesting stuff. That's Dr. Chuck Bush-Joseph. I'm Steve Cashel with Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. Back with more after this on ESPN Radio. Leading the way in cellular and tissue therapies, Ellisource helps surgeons get their patients back in the game of life. Life-saving and life-enhancing allografts play a critical role in bone and soft tissue repair, helping to restore function and movement. To learn more about Ellisource or allografts, please visit ellisource.org. The Chicago Bulls, White Sox, and DePaul Blue Demons rely on Midwest Orthopedics at Rush for advanced orthopedic treatment. So can you. We are the team physicians for these Chicago teams, and we're ready to be on your healthcare team, too. Get expert care from these regional leaders at four Chicagoland locations. Learn more at RushOrtho.com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, your world-class team physicians. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush is nationally recognized as a leader in comprehensive orthopedic services. As team physicians for the Chicago Bulls, Chicago White Sox, and Chicago Fire Soccer Club, their physicians understand the importance of quality care for high-performance athletes and weekend warriors. Regardless of the level of the athlete, recreational, high school, college, even professionals, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush strives to provide the highest quality, state-of-the-art health care services. To better serve their patients, they provide expert care across four Chicagoland locations, with a new location in northwest Indiana coming soon. Their cutting-edge research, diagnosis methods, and treatments make them the highest-ranked program in the state of Illinois by U.S. News and World Report rankings. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit them at RushOrtho.com or call 877-MD-BONES. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, when only the best will do. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. Well, that will do it for another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. Many thanks to our producer and board operator, George Katsarillos. Our coordinating producer is Teresa Ann Seeger. We also want to thank David Cole for managing the website and our business operations, as well as Samantha Smith. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel saying so long. Thanks for listening to Sports Medicine Weekly here on ESPN 1000. Back to do it again next week. We'll see you then. The preceding program was a paid advertisement. The views reflected are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. 